everyone, and welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your host, Aaron. I'm your host, James. And I have a question for you, James. Yes. Have you been practicing your intro? I haven't. I'm just feeling very elocution-y today. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've, like, nailed them. I'm not so sick anymore. That's true. That might have something to do with it. Yeah, you were pretty sick last week. Also, we've been doing this enough that I've said it enough. That I can now be like, you need to take a take a, uh, just a brief pause there. Like yeah. Disney movie musical is better than like Disney movie musical. See, it's, it's hard to do. This is true. Yeah. So we're in minute eighteen. Minute eighteen. We're moving along at kind of a clip. We are. It feels. It sort of feels like we're gonna be done with this movie really quickly. Yeah. And then I was thinking about it. And I was like, no, no. It's just there's a lot to talk. We about. We still have like a hundred and two minutes left. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to the plot yet. We really haven't even gotten to the plot yet. <laughs> they literally, we they, we started this week by them being like, hmm, what should the plot of this movie be? Let right. me know. By tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the first two weeks were just one song. Right. Uh, who is it that has, there's a, a, a musical theory that's like, the opening song is like, who are we? And then there's a like an I want song, and then there's like a what we should do song, whatever. I mean, I was, it makes sense. I was thinking about that. This movie fits right into that. Yeah. So minute eighteen, I have that it starts from Snyder and Jack noticing each other at the boxing ring, on through them running up the stairs, right, just before they jump over the dude. I think it's just after they jump over the dude. Oh, uh, I think that the jumping over the dude is like this is a big chase scene. This is the beginning of a yeah. big chase scene. So. I mean, it, it, it really doesn't matter. They're going, they're at some point up a stair where they have to jump over a, a homeless. Sleeper. Yeah, a sleeper. Yeah. I don't call them a homeless. I just, I meant like a homeless man. And yes. Like, okay. <laughs> jump over a homeless. Um, before we get too far into anything, uh, the first thing that I have, uh, which has sort of started happening in the previous minute, was that Snyder contacts a, a cop. Yeah. Would you like to know about that cop? I mean, I guess. <laughs> the cop was played by Frank Novak the second. Now, he, that's not because his dad was named Frank Novak, but because he had to register. He's the second Frank Novak in, like, SAG. Okay. Or whatever. Or I guess on IMDb. I don't know who the first one is. I didn't do that research because that felt just a little bit not germane to anything. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so his top three were, he was in Watchmen. Okay. He played Henry Kissinger. Okay. Uh, I don't remember him in that. I have not all. seen Watchmen, but I, if I may I make tried to read the, I tried to read the comic, and yeah. it was not for me, so I chose to not watch the movie. You would, I think, hate it. Um, I mean, I do generally not care for superhero yeah. movies, so. Yeah. Uh, he was in Independence Day. Oh. As a man named Teddy, and I don't remember who that is. I feel like Teddy was like one of Jeff Goldblum's dad's drinking buddies, but okay. I might be making that up completely. I have not seen Independence Day in two decades at least. Yeah, man, that's a good movie though. Yeah, I, it really I think, is. I think it holds up. I seem to recall that there was nothing that really was bad about Independence yeah. Day in terms of like problematicity. And then third, he was in the movie Rumor Has It. Okay. Uh, which was that Jennifer Aniston movie. Yeah. That was... The graduate was real, and now I've started dating the kid of the Dustin Hoffman character movie. Oh. It was a very, very strange concept. It was I don't, 
I remember <clears throat> the movie existing. I don't yeah. know if I knew what it was about. Shirley MacLaine is in it as Mrs. Robinson, who, like, the guy that, the Dustin Hoffman character in The Graduate, in real life in this movie, uh-huh. wrote The Graduate, okay. based on his actual experiences and okay. stuff. And, and Jennifer Aniston finds that out and deals with it. Okay. It's a it's an odd movie, and he played party guest. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was the gambler on an episode of Friends. The, okay. The one in Vegas part two. Okay. And he played Lou in a 1991 episode of Quantum Leap called Private Dancer. Okay. I don't remember him from anything at all, at all. Yeah. I wrote, he played a lot of cops. He's got kind of a copish face. Yeah, I agree. I can see that. And that is Frank Novak, second entry for Frank Novak in cinema, I guess. Okay. And he played the cop who we see for a second and then that's it. Yep. I don't think we see him again. We see some cops again later on, I think. Hey, and so, by the way, uh, if it may be that those are Frank Novak... Someone in there is Frank Novak. He's credited as, like, policeman. Police officer. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, I looked at a picture of him, and I think that it's correct. Okay. The first note that I have is less coming down to where Jack and David are arguing about the big conflagration. Right. Saying, quick, give me some more last papers. That is a brilliant line, and I had never heard it before. That's I love so it. funny. And then David's like, why do you smell like beer? He said, I earned a quarter. Give me some more of those last, pa- give yeah. me some more last papers. And he said, why do you smell like beer? That's, how I, I that's how I made the quarter. A guy ba- bet me I wouldn't drink some. I wouldn't drink some. That's how you make your money. Yeah. Drinking some beer? Now, I've never drunk some beer at all. So less is already up on me. But like, it feels like you could earn fast money if, some, if you just have to take like a sip of beer. Yeah. Near 10 or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I really like Jack's being a good mentor. He says, no drinking on the job. It's bad for business anyway. What if someone called the cop on you? It's sort of foreshadowing for that they're about to run from the police. But I really like Jack seeing that David is upset about this and being like, all right, I have, I clearly less looks up to me. Yeah. Let me offer him some like, hey, don't, don't do this. Yeah. But also, good job, kid. Yeah. That was really He definitely funny. says it with a smile. Yeah. 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 Th- this is one of my favorite less moments. Yeah. Where he's just like, the guy bet me I wouldn't drink some. Yeah. That's why I made the quarter. Like, it's such just like a classic little kid thing. Yeah. To be like, I made a quarter. This guy bet me I wouldn't drink some beer. And so I did it and he got a quarter. <laughs> I feel like you would play less in a role playing game. Like, oh, I, yeah. I could have a lot of fun with that. I have that Snyder is the villain of the movie. But we already established that. Yeah. So here's a question. Yeah. Is I, I realize that we have barely met Snyder at this point. Right. Is Snyder more of a villain than Pulitzer? Absolutely. I concur. I mean, Snyder represents the police state and, like, how kids were treated. Yeah. And active, like, evil. Yeah. Lawful evil, I guess. Yeah. And Pulitzer is just, like, I don't give a crap. Like, yeah. he doesn't, like, he... Pulitzer's, it, like, chaotic neutral? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, rich neutral. He doesn't, he doesn't think about the implications of his actions exactly he just wants more money yeah yeah he's not doing it to be deliberately malicious right whereas snyder as we have established is a malicious paramedic who will murder you (laughs) (laughs) right yes we've established that is canon um (laughs) 
Yeah, but I think Snyder, the, that, that's exactly the, the distinction, is that Snyder hates kids. Yeah. And um, Pulitzer nothings them. Yeah. They're basically machines. Yeah. Or like Sims. Yes. So we see Jack and Snyder, like, notice each other because right. David says... He, he like noted, yeah. He notices Snyder like being a super creeper and like staring at them, kind of like skulking, like you would see like an alligator or something. Yeah, yeah. like you know a villain would. Yeah. And so he's like, "Is that guy a friend of yours?" And Jack's like, "Shit!" Right. And so they run. Oh, real quick, uh-huh. he says, um, "Beat it! It's the bulls." Yes. So I looked up real quick uh, bulls as a uh, term for cop. Oh, okay. Quick, um, yeah, tell me about that. It's I, it's really really quick. It's uh what you call the railroad police in the United States, most prevalent in the first half of the twentieth century. Huh. My theory is that Jack learned that term. I mean, if he didn't learn it from other newsies or Klopman or something, uh, from his paperback books. Yeah, that's true. That's my that's my theory about that. That I literally uh, came up with while speaking the sentence that is ending now. Period. Yeah. And I also wrote down Bulls on Parade, which is a Rage Against the Machine song, uh, which I'd never connected to police before. And okay. I think is sort of about military industrial complex more than like cops. Sure. But um, the idea of, of a bull being sort of like it charges at you and you can't stop it and like it's just running after you. Yeah. It makes sense that they're called bulls. Yeah. It's also indicative of kind of how Warden Snyder is throughout this chase scene that we're about to see that begins... With Jack grabbing David and Les and dragging them into the boxing ring. Right. Because Cowboy is nothing if not extremely subtle. Right. And now, it's a way to get through the, like, to, to put some distance between. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Snyder's on the other side of the arena from him. So. Yeah. And he, it's, like, edging around the corner. Yeah. Here. And so, I mean, they could have just also edged around in the opposite direction and cut through the crowd. It would have taken longer. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the spectacle. Right. But honestly, I don't think that they need, I don't think they needed to go through the thing. I think Cowboy just likes to make a scene. Agreed. And also it made for a much more interesting beginning of the chase scene than if they had just calmly edged around the boxing arena and through the crowd. Exactly. And the guy that we saw getting punched in the face a couple minutes ago gives an uppercut to his opponent and ostensibly wins the match. Yes. So good for him. Good for that guy. Yeah. Ugly, ugly face number one. Ugly face McCartney. McCartoony, I don't mm-hmm. cartoony cartoony McUgly face. There yeah, we go. That there works go. a whole lot better. Correct. I have just in all caps Sullivan, just because that part always confused me. Uh, yeah. We'll get to that in, in in on Friday. We'll get to that. The name thing has always sort of sat weird with me. Yeah. Um. And I, and throughout the, this movie, I want to watch Jack's name and backstory because I feel like there are parts that I was like. Sort of like in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, mm-hmm. there's two uh, origin stories told by the same character to different people okay. that sort of contradict each other. Okay. That have always confused me. I feel like that also that confusion also happened in this movie, but I could be conflating them because they were right around the same time. Sure. Um. So that's that's why I wrote down Sullivan. I, I have this note in for the next minute, but it applies here too, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. Snyder sounds like yelling Sullivan's name is causing him physical pain. <laughs> he sounds like an old man with emphysema trying right. to call for his nurse because he wants a cigarette that he's going to be right. denied because it will blow up the oxygen tank. Right. He's like, Sullivan! Right. Like, I can't, I can't even do it. Yeah. But he does it in this minute, and he does it in the next minute when yeah. he's standing on the rooftop. Yeah. 
And like, it just, I'm like, I don't, we don't really hear him talk much. He It's, it's other uh, than when he talks to Crutchy is yeah. the only time I can think of. Yeah. And I don't remember his voice sounding so hoarse and raw, right. but I guess he wasn't yelling. Right. Later on. So Maybe he lost his voice. From all from the yelling. yell from the the two times that he yelled. Yes. <laughs> Sullivan's exactly, name. exactly. Oh, um, I have all this for one sip of beer from Les, and I think yes. that's really, really funny. I like the narrative that, that Les has, which is now the cops are after me just like Jack said they would be almost immediately. And that, that that's really I think that's a really fun throwaway line. Yeah. Um for Les. Les has some really good throwaway lines. I agree. I agree. In this movie. I mean, honestly, most of his lines are either good throwaway lines or why did they even give him a line? Right. He doesn't do much. Right. He's just kind of comic relief. He's, yeah, he's also, he's, I mean, he's sort of the, a little bit of a MacGuffin for David, like, make sure that your brother is safe and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, they, they, they up the stairs. That's, yep. that's it. That's all I have for this minute. This is a song on the soundtrack that I always skip. Yeah. And because it's an instrumental and I can't sing along to it. I've never, uh, either have never ripped it or, uh, definitely unchecked it when I ripped the CD. Yep. Depending on what version of the soundtrack I have, which I don't remember. Yep. It feels as though the Newsy soundtrack has always existed as eight, eight songs on my iPod forever. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if I just didn't burn those for you. Yeah. So, all right. Well, if you would like to weigh in on... How much would you pay a nine-year-old to have some beer in this economy? (laughs) Uh, You can let us know on Twitter. We are at Newsies Minute. And we are individually on Twitter. I'm at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. You can also find us on Patreon if you would like to financially support the show if you're enjoying it and want to kick a couple bucks our way. Uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash Aaron and James. We're halfway through the week. We sure are. And we're going to be back tomorrow for another episode of Newsies Minute. But until then... Happy Hump Day. And so come for Crutchy. <laughs>The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.